0: What's up everybody? I'm Chad Brock and I'm Zach Bailiff and you are watching the Orion Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Orion Podcast, episode five. We made it. You've made it two weeks since you last heard from us. And they haven't fired us yet. They haven't fired us yet. (laughs) Lucky you. Lucky you. (laughs) Oh man. So it's finally starting to warm up, man. Got out proper bassing over the weekend. Actually hit 60 degrees
1: here today with no snow on the ground. So I was happy about that. They can't beat that at all, man. The uh, Colorado Big Game applications were due tonight. That's the deadline, so got all
0: oh, got all that taken care of and money spent, paperwork filed. I resemble that statement. I uh, I purchased my stack of fishing licenses over the weekend for out of state, and it was hefty. I felt that one, so
1: yeah, yeah, it hurts the old walls a little bit. Definitely lightens it, it up.
0: It does. It definitely does. But you know, I'm ready to go. We got the uh, end of the month. We're heading down to Chickamauga, and we got the big, uh, big USA Bassing Classic. Been a while since I've yeah. been to that one. that will be a good so, time. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Not been to Chickamauga either, so I'm gonna be learning. Yeah, a that'll be cool. Of, new part of the Tennessee River We'll Be watching the pro tournament this weekend, seeing how all that goes. So, right. Well, let's. Uh, Let's jump into this. We can talk about fishing and turkey hunting all day. <laughs> but it's not time yet. Not time yet. Different topic tonight. Different topic tonight. We're going off-road. We're, we're getting off the road. We're going to get dirty. We've got a couple guests tonight. They're adventurers in every sense of the word. They've custom-built their Jeeps to fit their needs while traveling cross-country, living full-time, full-time out of it. You know they—they're competing in off-road races. Found themselves based in Iowa now, uh, working with Brown Nails. I mean, Instagram famous for sure. I'm not—I'm not this Instagram famous by no means. I mean, without further ado, Yeti and Yolo. <laughs> hey. Welcome. welcome to the well, podcast call,
2: wait wait it's this way call yeah, call him yeah.
0: uh, getty <laughs> there we
3: go what's up fellas
0: oh, no, not how
1: are we doing
3: excellent thank you for having us on
1: well thanks for taking time away from that rust bucket of a ranger you've been yeah, grinding <laughs> yeah. on it's getting
0: lighter at <laughs> the moment
4: so
1: the just, shaving, is, weight. just the shaving weight the
0: question is is it built for tough or is it just tough to work on um
3: taking the uh fire wrench to take everything apart on it so i just yeah well
1: less headaches that way
3: (laughs) he he takes
2: on challenges like like people just take on showers every day it's just (laughs) he puts himself through the gauntlet every time we decide to do a build and go on a trip and i guess that's just part of the the challenge and the adventure of it (laughs) <laughs> well I think when he's
1: dreaming it up, he's like, What is the hardest possible thing that I could do and let's make it harder than what it yep. should be? Yep. <laughs> and by while we're at it, let's put a time limit on it. Like <laughs> I gotta have it done tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, we may be froze dude. on their end. Uh oh. Uh oh.
0: We're gonna have Iowa internet. Yeah, <laughs> Iowa Internet. We may have to talk about turkey hunting. We might.
1: Now Yeti's in the middle of a 30-day build on a on a what is it a '90s Ford Ranger i believe
0: So I believe so. Um, let's see Looks like here. they bounced out, going to get back in, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I've got them paused down here, so let's let's talk about some turkey hunting, man. Yeah, we can do it. We're waiting on season
1: to come in. Hey, waiting on man. season to come in. I got. I'm in the middle of one bow build right here, and uh, ordered another one yesterday, so I'll be in the middle of two bow builds and trying to feel them out. They're a little bit different. Feel them out, and see which one I'm gonna gonna hunt with this year. But depending on when the other one gets here, this is likely gonna be the one that I'm
0: chasing birds with. So. No, I was coming uh, coming back from the lake Sunday, man, and. Gosh, there were some strutters out in the field, and it was crazy. Oh, it looks like we got them back. Let's add them back in here. <laughs> back to the podcast. That's enough turkey hunting. We'll be back with that at another point in time.
3: Why, hello. Well, hey, well, there he guys. Is. I don't know what happened. Technology, right?
0: Yeah. Dude, it happens yeah. all the time, yeah. believe it or not. You'd glitch. That's fine. We got dude. it. Hey, this is a live show, and before it's over, guaranteed you will all be – it's always a glitch. Okay, so obviously <laughs> – People follow you guys on Instagram, a lot of people. And um you're known as Yeti and YOLO. But uh these are just nicknames. So what are give the people the give the people the spill. I think we froze again. I I, I think we
1: did based on YOLO. I yellow think we froze space. again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's hard to tell because yet he's just like stone face Yeah, he's just he is just there. All right. Let's uh let's go back to turkey hunting. Back to turkey hunting. They'll be back. They'll be right oh, with us. Oh
1: shoot. No, it's uh gonna be fun chasing birds with a bow. So hopefully the weather straightens up. It's it's been up and down like it is every spring
0: here, but it's just dragging on longer this year than normal. Yeah, and I, I think. You know, it looks like here uh we're looking at a cold week and then I think after Sunday they're really showing it's gonna flip over and, and I think you'll start seeing a lot of stuff moving. I mean, there were some guys saying they was hearing them this past weekend and you know, that's that's part of it. That's part of Yeah. It. I just wish season wasn't quite so late, but Yeah, oh, yeah. Here it just seems to be the way some of these eastern states are. Yeah, Indiana's always uh always very, very late in the season. So yeah that's just part of the things we face and you know being a fisherman i think it's even makes it even tougher because you know i'm out i'm out on the water so that doesn't really dedicate any time for that kind of thing um right. so looks like we might have yolo back yeah welcome back again hey hey, hey. We'll
2: see if you're back on yeti we're, we're well trying she to can give us out. the like, rundown. what's going on but man. it <laughs>
1: happens it happens the first couple <laughs> of weeks i had issues and i had to get a wi-fi extender for down here in the dungeon so
2: ah uh, yeah i'm like well we have wi-fi and it runs all of our stuff normally pretty good i don't know if it's just this platform or if it's just our internet is like going crazy i don't know
1: it's it's hard tell. maybe with both of you live streaming at the same time or something maybe that's
2: yeah strange
4: there we hey, go there is
1: all right
2: <laughs> yeti's Jeez. beautiful
0: face Jeez. my god i know i
2: missed that face come on <laughs>
0: All right. uh, Let's jump back in, Zach. I'm going to let you take the wheel. All
1: right. So anyway, the world basically knows you guys as Yeti and YOLO, which, you know, started out as I'm sure nicknames, Yeti's nickname for for his rig. And they just kind of you guys stepped right into that identity as you as you kind of gained some popularity on the
3: social platforms. Kind of how did all that come about? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, My gosh, it's been a lot of years now, probably 10 years I built the first Jeep that I eventually became known for building. And that was the OG Jeep called Yeti. And what ended up happening at that time is I'd show up to like off-road parks or events and stuff like that. And people recognize the Jeep, right. And they'd yell mm-hmm. out, uh, before too long. Now my mom calls me Yeti my little brother me <laughs> about changing my name to Yeti. Cause I don't answer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> May as well. Right.
3: Yeah. And I, I, I think just, uh, my tenacity and everything I do kind of adapted that same, uh, you know, banner for a name. So I get yeah. after it when it comes to the stuff. persona, the persona
0: fits for sure. Now, <laughs> being, better. now being the awesome <laughs> fabricator that you are kind of take us back to, to how this
3: initially got started for you, Yeti. uh, this whole wild ride, you know, it's a good, that's a, another really good question. Uh, what a lot of people probably don't know and I should probably share that story a little bit more there have been some uh, cool articles about it but it's a good place to talk about it was I had injured myself pretty terribly in like 2000 uh, in a BMX racing accident and what ended up happening was lots of nerve damage muscle bone stuff like that left my left arm completely paralyzed and kind of clubbed and pinned to my chest for a lot of years through a lot of different surgeries and uh experimental type re- rehabilitation stuff and the original jeep that we just talked about the OG yeti was the result of me just finally getting to the point where I didn't want to give up uh, I was a blue collar dude worked with my hands my whole life uh outdoorsman you know losing an arm and and a little bit of other stuff really took away a lot of that spirit I had you know as a go getter but eventually buddy of mine picked me up and took me for a drive in his little Jeep and kind of turned my mindset around. I think it was like three days later I had bought an old crappy beater (laughs) Wrangler and it was, I think it was 90 days later I had come out of the garage with the OG Jeep called Yeti and a whole bunch of muscle atrophy had reversed. I started getting movement in my hands and stuff like that. So it's just been a crazy, crazy snowball since then.
1: Well, safe to say that rig's not going anywhere. (laughs) It's
3: gone a lot of places and it ain't leaving. All right, for
1: (laughs) sure. Well, how about you, YOLO? The name. Uh, The name. How'd it stick?
2: Oh, man. That honestly is kind of just a a name that people started to call me on social media and it kind of fit the lifestyle and direction I was heading in life with just doing things my way. So one thing led to another, I just go by YOLO and every brand we work with and everyone down to now, even my parents call me YOLO at times. So yeah, it's just, it's just been a, um, it's funny because people, people either really think of the attachment to it, to the, the, the word YOLO or just say, oh my gosh, were you born as Yolanda? And I'm like, sure, <laughs> Yolanda. Yeah, I
4: look like a Yolanda, right? <laughs> That's yeah, funny. That's
2: benefiting. Yeah, and so the, the, if you think about the the Jeep uh, background, that was my first off-road vehicle. That I learned how to do everything, changing tires, changing um oil, anything like that. Learning how to to drive a stick and everything was my very first Jeep. So when when we, me and Yeti met, it was through the Jeep. So that's kind of our part of our really big part of our history, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah. Well, how I mean, how'd that all happen? I know a little bit of the background on it and stuff, but for everybody else, like how'd you guys kind of meet up and decide to (laughs) attack life together? (laughs)
4: <laughs> Go ahead, Yeti. Oh, my goodness. You <laughs> always like doing that part. <laughs> I like
3: Tell us the story, Yeti. Now, come on. <laughs> perfect with that. My goodness. So, uh, all those years ago, like what I was talking about, kind of coming out of my in- in- injury and stuff like that, Instagram was kind of new, and I was scrolling through it, and just, my goodness, I, I remember scrolling on my phone, sitting in the garage, working on my Jeep, and seeing like a silhouette of a pretty gal like shooting skeet or something next to her jeep and it happened to be her i i stopped i looked at it and thought ah bs this chick isn't (laughs) out out doing this (laughs) and kept popping up here and there and i quickly realized that everything that i was into and thought was rad this gal was in living her life doing the same stuff you know building the same era jeep out doing stuff on the weekend having a good time and wrenching on her stuff so shoot my goodness slid into those
2: vms
4: <laughs> 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 uh,
3: yeah we just kind of became adventure
2: partners after that and just kind of chased <laughs> our dreams it's what we started to do is built long conversations before we actually physically met it was all, everything that we had shared with each other that you don't share with other people you know those intimate conversations about what you dream of in life and what you really want to chase and all these years kind of wasted and what you would regret as an old person wanting to do. So we just said, let's just do this together. So we just kind of jumped on board and made it all happen.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, right awesome. on. It was exactly
1: that. Nice. All, that all happened out in California, right? That's where you guys kind yeah. of yeah. started.
2: Yeah.
3: So at that time I was posted up in Southern California, like San Diego area. And then, okay. Uh, uh, Yola was up in central California where she was born and raised. So up in the central Valley, like the agricultural part. So it was pretty awesome. I mean, at that time, like I, going back to scrolling past that first picture, I saw her shooting her shotgun and hanging out by her Jeep. She might as well have been a world away in, in my little circle of life. There just wasn't gals like her running around, you know what I mean?
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and at the time, I mean, growing up, you know, growing up similar to what we did, you know, traveling two hours was a a big trip you know, back in the day right. anymore. It's just kind of normal, especially for a lot of what you guys yeah. do now. That's, That's
4: a, true. That's true. Drive two yeah, hours to so go get a
1: sandwich.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was good because I, I ended up moving down to San Diego. We moved into a tiny house cabin for about a year and a half before we decided we could live in a little tiny space. It was 446 square feet. So it was a little, little space and really gave us that opportunity to pare everything down and just minimalize life and live with our simplistic, setup that we needed and then we were at one point we were just like screw this we're tired of living in the big city we're tired of all the traffic and the cost of living here let's just go live on the road for a while so we just kind of closed up shop put our some stuff in the um like a little storage cache and we just hit the road with what we had and kind of just made fun with it and it was cool because how that started is we started to, to adventure and do traveling i had never done desert uh, I, w- I was always grown up within the mountains And so I always thought the desert was like, not a good place that I liked. And then we went there for the first time, went to an off road event, King of Hammers, and I fell in love with the desert. I was like, what, what was I thinking all these years? I love the desert. So now it's like my favorite part to go whenever we go back to the West. But what we started to do was going for like a weekend and then going for a week we would pack for like two days and see that we could be on the road for two weeks and and just figure out what we need and where we could wash our clothes where we could do showers and things like that so we started to learn how to live on the road and how we can move around so that kind of helped us and we just said we can do this so we just kind of and actually it was funny because when we got rid of the of the cabin to start living out of the jeep. I decided to do my first off-road competition, and um, that was the Rebel Rally. And so that was a big deal. And I remember Yeti, we got the Jeep all set up, and he was like, we live in this Jeep. You have, you can't break it on this <laughs> 10-day course. You have to keep it together. You bring the house back. And so I was like, okay. Yeah. out of the, the trailer in between. And then when I came back, I was like, well, I, I lost the shock, and I lost this, <laughs> and
1: that,
4: but still running. <laughs> Did yeah, you at least
1: bring the shock back with you so that I can put it back yeah, on her? Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think about that when we go out for a week. You know, just do a weekend trip, and I'm like, man, I don't want to break anything. I gotta take this thing back home, but I'm not living out of mine. No, yeah, I, it's
2: not easy, and people don't understand. We go on long road trips, like, well, like what we're preparing for right now, doing the Nora uh, Mexican 1000. It's gonna Mm -hmm. be how much? Thirteen hundred miles?
3: Yeah, yeah. In Baja. In Baja? Right. Yeah. Not not paid uh, road.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Going down to Cabo back to San Diego and then going back to Iowa. We have to have everything come back. So it's like, yeah, we have to have everything.
3: That's the fun. It's not easy. You know, yep. you could, you could load it on a trailer and haul it down there and be fresh, or we could try to do a 7,000 mile trip <laughs> and throw so 1,000 in it.
0: So when you yeah. guys are doing this, what, what, what are some of the challenges that, uh, that you do face, you know, when you're trying to live on the road like this?
3: You know, like, well, there's, there's all the obvious ones, right? Right. The, the things that just pop up, broken parts, unforeseen weather events, uh, change in plans things like that and really after years of uh a living full-time that way and then just kind of that being our style of travel now and if we're going to go do something we usually pack it into a few weeks at least um it comes down to the ups and downs it's just like everything else in life you know those things wear on you and and the highs get you really high and the lows get you really low so uh with the people that we've met over the years a lot of times people just don't have that endurance to go through like those kind of weather those storms on the, on the road, especially the unforeseen stuff we've been in situations where we've almost lost our rig to a river crossing, you know, out solo and had to had to recover and rebuild <laughs> transmissions and do all this stuff. On the road. So to us, I think the hardest thing is also the best thing in the trips. Those are the type two fun moments where they suck in the moment. You're not smiling and laughing about it, but it's the only thing you talk about at the campfire, you know, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, yeah
1: makes makes for the best stories i think that was around the time that i started following you guys probably was when you buried the og yeti in the green river yeah. in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, full transmission flush and everything once yeah, the, yeah, the two but, ton trucks pulled you
3: out yeah it what what ends up happening is uh it makes you better at what you're doing you get real familiar with your equipment your weaknesses your strengths things like that and if there's if i had to had to boil everything down to why do we always go and make it extra hard on ourselves i think it's it's part of the evolution of this experience that we call life for us it's like it gets stagnant when we're not challenged when we don't have something big and epic to look forward to and work towards and hustle to get to so i think I'm i
1: like that 100% i am fired wrong man i just want that <laughs>
0: Now, Yeti, for you, there there's a whole other side of this living on the road thing, and it's kind of developed into some cooking, some mad cooking skills.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't miss a meal, so I had to learn to cook. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so tell us a little bit. You've got – I mean, you're putting out a cookbook. I mean, tell us a little bit about that.
3: Man, it really comes down to, like I said, I like to eat. I, I enjoy that part, and I think – uh For Yolo and I, when we were living full time on the road, it was the one thing that I could really provide that was something really grounding in our life, right? Around the campfire, we'd sit down and have a rad meal. If it was something like pheasant or something we had gotten there the day before, things like that, it was really important to us to be able to eat well and enjoy that. That kind of evolved into, uh, when I think back of our, our travels, I often think of the meals that we had with the locals along the way. And it tells a story and it also shares our memories together. So we'll have a meal that will remind us of North Carolina, of you know, summer of 2018, things like that. So, um, after a while developing those meals turned into a thing where I'd share them with my friends or around the campfire and stuff Time to put it on paper and share that right. Proper. So,
1: yeah, uh, for sure. No, camp, so, campfire yeah. meals are sometimes they just taste better, especially after a long day of,
3: eating dust and yeah, <laughs> it's nice. it is and so
2: true i mean
3: everything's better open flame honestly right you guys know yeah, oh, yeah. and stuff like that it's i mean fried food's good i mean there, there's a place for everything but if you got to boil it down to one thing in life how you're gonna cook the rest of your meals for the rest of your life I, i'd say an open flame is the way to go so mm-hmm. Absolutely. Second
2: best is a smoker. Cause I love that Traeger.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, it'd be, it be hard to get me to give mine up
4: too. I- yeah.
2: No, well, he fires that thing up in the summertime and it's going all summer long. All the food's amazing. I mean, that's the yeah. reason we got together. It was funny because I didn't grow up as a cook or learning to cook. We've had this conversation many times. I grew up eating fast food, not good food, frozen food Through college, you know, just junk. I meet him, and he makes the most insane food. It's like straight to my heart, to my belly. So, I mean, his food. We would be on the road. And I would look in the fridge and be like, "Babe, we have nothing. We have this random ingredient, this, this, and this." And he comes up with the raddest meals out of almost nothing that I don't even know how his imagination comes up with these things. But he always makes insane food out of almost anything.
4: it's, yeah, it's
1: always it's always a joy to see what he comes up with when you guys are out on the road. You mentioned the fridge what's you know this is a cooler podcast what's it like you know food preservation and and maintaining all that you know fresh
3: ingredients and everything while you're out there i mean really a a lot of it comes down to uh our style of travel where we like to forage in different areas so like in the southwest i know where some sweet white sage grows on a hillside that we can pull and dry and use as a seasoning and it tastes a lot like the southwest to me you know mesquite and things like that um so we think a lot about local uh gathering of food if it's hunting fishing and foraging uh and with that comes you got to be able to travel a little bit with some of the perishables so coolers are bitching we we're probably the king and queen of making stuff last in a cooler we know all the tricks of, you know, packing, <laughs> getting the air out of there putting towels and not opening them and planning when you open them and things like that so
2: we had to. We were living in the desert and super hot temps and we're like, how do we keep this cooler from eating ice every other day? So we learned yeah. tricks and a lot of them came from boaters, actually, like people that live on boats have a lot of really good tips and tricks for ways to pack a, a cooler and fridge and, and um, that was really where it saved us. Little mm-hmm. trips, tricks like that that we learned just absolutely helped save our food for days way beyond when we first started. We had our little cheap Coleman. Well,
3: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean cooler out is insane, right? I mean, the the coolers that are out right now, it's amazing what you can do if you treat them right and you pack them accordingly, things like that. And it comes down to the how you prepare your food. I mean, if I um and was at a campsite for more than two or three days, I'd build a second campfire and, and a bed of coals and do like some cold smoking and if we got some fish or some meat uh recently i would pre-smoke that and kind of cure it lightly so that we can eat on it for a few days and stuff like that so a little tricks yeah. came out. you know a lot of seat time and a lot <laughs> my belly gets <laughs> pretty often so. <laughs> I,
0: I sympathize with that wholeheartedly of course, sure. it sounds a lot better than gas station food in the morning so, that's for sure uh, yes it <laughs> does <is. laughs> <A> few weeks
3: <laughs> Real quick, like the pain's so good
1: yeah, well, I don't so, think you should, could survive on the road that long eating that kind of, you know, gas station food and fast food joints. That,
0: <laughs> it wouldn't end well. It doesn't end well. <laughs> it doesn't end well.
3: So, so Zach, I, not, to, not to jump in there, but I think that's actually how we kind of met originally when Yolo and I started to take competing in, like, adventure competitions and things like that seriously. We got linked up on nutrition and fitness and things like that, so... I, yeah, that
1: was around the time we, we kind of collaborated a little bit on that. You guys were getting ready for the 24 Hours of URI race. And yeah. I've been following you guys for a while. And, and a good buddy, Randy Hines, put us in touch. And yeah. and we kind of yeah. went through some prep and what you guys needed to do to get ready for that grueling, intensive race that you guys were getting ready for. That
2: competition was gnarly. Physically, mentally, vehicle-wise, everything was taxing that and that really, 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 really helped because 30, they call it 36 hours, but really oh, it yeah. was three full days of just like hardly any sleep, just total physical exhaustion, total mental exhaustion, just insane. That was really helpful to have you on board for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I was glad to be a part of it. It was, it was fun to see you guys, you know, work hard and dedicate the time and get yourselves ready for that and and then go down there and, and put on a good show at, the territory down there is as grueling as anywhere else in the country. So, it was, yeah, yeah. I, was, I feel like this is it the time up. I
0: should talk in a low voice and do a Zach advertisement for
4: Zach, <laughs> Zach that's good.
0: Uh, well, I have I
1: have that's been known good. to write a training program or two. So, a couple
0: a couple of them they're, they're pretty good too for anybody that's looking. Get yeah. Zach up, here's his email address. <laughs> 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 we'll flash that across the bottom of the screen. Quick reminder to our listeners tonight that everybody's out there. Um, We'll be looking for five questions for Yeti and YOLO here soon. Um, Keep them coming. We want to hear them. Five questions. Also, good reminder, now's the time. We're we're killing some time here. The Orion Podcast is powered by Jackson Kayak. You can learn more about Orion coolers and Jackson Kayak at jacksonkayak.com. Back to your show. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded pre-recorded. It, felt, good. Pre- wow. re- it felt pre-recorded. <laughs> I just need to record Yolo'd that. Yeah. Yellow your rig. No, go oh, ahead. Go
2: ahead. I was going to say, I'm looking at the screen, trying not to look
4: like I'm judgmental as I'm listening to it <laughs> go like,
0: Everybody at home is <laughs> judging us right now, so don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah so not a problem. you get a podcast.
4: It's
2: distracting yeah. seeing your own face on the screen. I'm like, oh, I'm not trying to look at my own face. I'm trying to look at your guys' And you're faces.
0: backwards. Yeah, <laughs> that's what gets me is you're backwards. Yeah, it's so weird. I see,
2: I'm like, oh, this yeah. way. Wait,
4: wait, this way.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. It drives me nuts. <laughs>
1: The OG saying? Yeti the, the, the OG Yeti obviously gets a lot of love but Miss Tina is, is her own star of the show as well. Where did the name for Miss Tina come from?
2: Miss That's funny. I was actually right around the time I met Yeti. I was living with my best friend's parents for a little while and her name was Tina and I remember we took a drive to the coast one weekend and I said something about driving Miss Tina and uh we just had a really good time and and really connected and she's really like a second mom to me so um something about the drives and driving in that jeep and me us going on a girls trip it just that became her name miss tina
4: <laughs> that's
1: awesome it's always always good when there's a good story behind the name of the rig the yeah, uh sure. you guys met up sold the house took off on this road trip how long I remember it was over a year, but I don't remember the exact. How long were you guys on the road full-time living out of the race?
2: Shockingly, it was exactly 500 days. I don't even know how that happened. We didn't plan it, but the day we actually stepped foot and had an actual bed under a roof, I added up the days. I got like a calendar thing and let's put the day that we were done out of the cabin and the day we got there and it was exactly 500. I don't know how that worked out.
3: <laughs> yeah. it was a run. Not, a hot, not a hotel room or nothing. 500 days a uh, tent in a different part of the country. We, I mean, we yep. camped in the wheel, the Atlantic, the coast, the Pacific, the Sea of Cortez, all over. It was we amazing. I mos-
2: mosquitoes about this big <laughs> uh, everywhere we went in the South. Yeah, it was, it was good times.
0: So <laughs> it was amazing. When you, yeah. look, when you look back at this whole, like all these adventures, I mean, what are some of the places? I mean, I always look back and I have fond memories of specific places. What are some of the places that have stood
3: out the most to you guys over this span of time? There's so many epic locations. Uh, Baja has been amazing. It, no matter how many times I go to Baja I, I immediately want to go back so um, they got so big. Of, Yolo has some amazing spots that we've randomly found like city well, it's of, like places yeah like that. city
2: of rocks in New Mexico love that place it's like we have Baja in the southwest we love the Pacific Northwest to go into the Redwoods and do Oregon and all that we love places like Utah is a favorite place because there's all the wheeling and, and outdoor stuff you can do there. and the Epic scenes. Uh, we love going to North Carolina, Tennessee area. Yeti keeps talking a lot about the Appalachian Mountains lately. So that's kind of a, another interesting place we really like. And the only other part of the country that I still have yet to see, but Yeti grew up there for a short time, was the Northeast. So that's an area I really want to check out at some point.
4: Well, if, I just if have you guys get over experience.
2: here to the
1: yeah if you guys get over here toward the bantam jeep festival at some point in pennsylvania you give me a call because i want to meet up we need to we need to oh yeah
0: so we obviously places that stand out you gotta ask you gotta ask the next question what's the bucket list what's
3: what's the bucket list trip man we're australia (laughs) australia But the, we yep. actually have a bucket list <laughs> that we're getting ready to knock off in August. We're going to be heading to the Arctic Circle. So, oh wow, that's a big wow. trip, and it's a lot of years in the making. I, I built that. I don't know if you saw the big LMTV build. I partnered with Built well to build. So a retired yeah. military, and we set it up as a chase truck to you know help ten humans survive as far north as we can go uh they're gonna all be riding i think we partnered with harley Davidson to get some of those pan americas and we're taking off in august i think we're finally due to go with the crazy world we're all living in it's been a couple yeah years. i think
2: we'll i think we'll yeah. be like about 20 days total on the mm-hmm. road for that trip yeah
3: mm-hmm. so that
1: truck turned out super cool it was such a unique build It's so awesome completely
3: inappropriate it, it gets like <laughs> <smiles>. <laughs> it's it's terrible 55. to drive But when you need it the most, it's amazing. I I got to take it down to Baja uh, last year on a solo run and chase the guys that were going to be on bikes, the guys and gals. And I'm telling you, I'm like – 50 miles from a maintained road buried in my belly by myself in a 18,000 pound truck. <laughs> you start questioning all the things you've done in your life. <laughs> that'll, that'll test the nerves a little bit, <laughs> but being that being the truck it is and how inappropriate it is for like these insane long road trips. It's so stellar in that situation where you're incredibly buried and to have no business being there alone. The truck gets itself out you know it has uh some really rad options i, I pushed the the dump of the air on, on all the tires out of the ctis put it in a, a four low mode and that thing walked out of the sand like it was nothing so give and take kind of um,
1: your yeah right kind of your inspiration for that build was
3: some of the dakar race trucks and stuff too right yeah those things I mean, are phenomenal I've been a geek for that right you see some giant rig cooking through the desert at like it <laughs> has no business doing that but uh like i said our truck's super slow (laughs) it's it's just meant to go (laughs) go yeah
1: those those dakar trucks do not look like they follow the same laws Mm -hmm. of physics that most things in the world do (laughs) (laughs) like semi-sized baja trucks
3: exactly they're (laughs) definitely a dream rig but you know with that mindset, what I wanted to do was make the truck that everybody that served in the army that hates those trucks, they said they were the worst thing they ever rode in. I wanted to make it as smooth as possible. So I hyper focused, I teamed up with uh icon suspension and built a really badass suspension for it and it's the smoothest riding slow truck in the world. The thing. <laughs> if, if you're going to go slow, you may as well be comfortable, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that thing, we drove it on dirt roads, and that thing's smoother on dirt roads than it is on on paved roads. It's just it's such a smooth ride.
3: It's epic. We partnered <laughs> with, uh, there's a company here in the Midwest that builds some pretty rad, like, military, you know, aftermarket stuff for military rigs for civilian right. use uh did like a cab bag system for the cab on it so it's running you know like triple shocks and airbags and limit straps so when you're sitting in it it's it's ridiculously smooth (laughs) i I act like i'm in the dakar rally just doing (laughs) it
1: takes the old air ride seats on papaw's tractor to a whole new level (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Definitely. Uh, I Paul's tractor didn't have air ride. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe that <laughs> was maybe that was after I started working at the tractor dealership. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you ain't drove no uh, farm all, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the Massey Ferguson didn't have it either. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, you know being on the road that much, how is it for you guys finding campsites? I know you're on public ground a lot.
4: Yeah.
1: um you know, What are some of the things you're kind of looking for? I know what we look for when we're in the back country, but what you know for you guys traveling, it's a little bit different.
3: Yeah, what are you Yolo's looking
1: for in campsites when you're out there?
3: Yolo's a wizard at that, at looking at dispersed camping and and public lands. She has her ways. I just kind of give her an idea on you know how much further I can go or what the expectations are for the night if we're pushing hard on a big road trip, uh, and. My goodness we've woken up to some pretty incredible spots that you had no idea you were pulling into at night you know but really it's the undeveloped stuff right that we're all looking for it's those back little hidden gems that you find where the, there's nobody else out there so not know, yolo what you, what's your trick <laughs>
2: you, you know it's funny i get asked that a lot and they think there must be some crazy app or or some program that there's some hidden secret that I somehow know of and nobody else knows of, Um, it's Google Maps. (laughs) And honestly, and people are like, well, what's the trick?" I'm like, I I just zoom in, I, I research, I look up where we're at, the areas, and I just something, I zoom in on the map and you find little things that pop up and something catches my eye and I end up just finding a good, awesome spot. I mean, City of Rocks that you mentioned earlier, Yeti, is one of my absolute favorite places in the whole country. And it's just a random little tiny state park in the middle of New Mexico that you would never know exists, but it happens to be 30 miles off the main route. And that's how you find those sweet places. Mm-hmm. There's something off the main route somewhere. And if you're willing to take that extra 30 minute drive to get there, you're going to find something pretty sweet compared to something that's five minutes off the, the main route. So that's yeah. probably my biggest tip right there is, is things like that. But Honestly, it's we've just we freestyled everywhere we've gone. People are always like, What day are you gonna be where? And it's like, nah. I don't know. We know we need to get to San Diego by this date. We're gonna figure out the route as as we go. And that's just the way we like to Because some days we might get an eight hour shift in, some days a ten hours, some days only six because we had fun at the campground that we found the night before and spent the morning making cool food before we left or or something like that. So it's, it's just always different, but I, I have had pretty good luck finding some pretty awesome places that usually when you look at Google maps and you look at the pictures people have uploaded, you're like, I don't know what this place is going to be. And usually you have to take a gamble. Sometimes it ends up being terrible. Sometimes most of the time it ends up being some awesome place, but nobody has ever uploaded any good photos of it. So you'd never know. And I think that's kind of the the fun and secret to, to finding those spots.
0: I'm glad yeah. I'm not the only person that does that. I, I've, <laughs> Google boat ramps around yeah. the entire Midwest, doing the exact same thing, just trying mm-hmm. to find this little place or that little place, and you know, some of them don't have, and some of them, some of them are a little sketchy. <laughs> hey,
2: I'll tell you sketchy. Go to go to Kentucky and you'll find some sketchy places to call camp.
0: <laughs> oh, I know.
2: <laughs> we That's know too.
0: well.
4: <laughs>
0: Very well. Yeti's
2: got some real good stories about oh. place we found there one night in the middle of probably two, three in the morning. We were just exhausted. We're like, all right, we're camping here. There's nothing to it. We gotta sleep somewhere. <laughs> All
4: right, well, it's, you it's, a it's a whole new world it's
3: a whole new world the people who are it's awake it's on you you gotta tell us the story
4: now
3: <laughs> yeah uh, well we were in kentucky and we were pushing through on a hard night i think it was post one of our competitions down in the south so we were pretty I think, yeah we were pretty taxed right you know well, we're
2: on the way there
3: oh well, we're on our way okay yeah. so we were pushing to get there and we were in an area that we just happened to never have been in on some back two-lane road in the middle of the mountains and at that point I do remember as we were creeping and winding through the mountains I would see a lot of like historical markers right from civil war and things like that so it had a pretty crazy vibe in that area anyways it was just super old and uh, historic and Yolo found some Thank campground you. like the only one for like 80 miles right no pictures or anything online but I knew immediately it was going to be an issue when it was a two track onto what appeared to be like an old battleground at like, what time of night was it? It had to be midnight.
2: No, it was later. It was like two, three in the morning. Something crazy (laughs) where we were like, it's really late. We just need to get a few hours of sleep.
3: You couldn't make it up. It was handwritten signs on broken pieces of like pallet wood nailed to trees every like 300 yards. And you would just touch them in your light. And you're like, what? uh, and it was an arrow at its <laughs> campground and it was it kept going. And we get we pull into an area where it, it like a hauler that opens up and it's just single-wide trailers from like the 40s that are on Java. up so, on the hill. Yeah, they're just still, they're just it's a hauler. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> hauler.
3: And there was <laughs> one light post, it was like a telephone pole in the middle of the field that had like a flickering light on it and had a handwritten sign that said. What was the guy's name? Do you remember? Called Joe. I think it was Joe. Yeah, it's <laughs> called Joe.
2: Call Joe when you show up, and it was ten bucks.
3: Yeah, it's uh, 10, so ten bucks, bucks to camp
2: there, and you had to call three Joe.
3: Three in the morning. We've already <laughs> just like did like forty-five minutes a trail ride to get into this place. I'm not waking Joe <laughs> up. We're gonna put the money in, and we're gonna be real obvious, like right parked right here, and we're just. <laughs> oh my gosh! That was the wrong decision. <laughs> the wrong... Oh no so right about the time (laughs) the old beater truck coming like sideways down the two track just on fire guys lighting it up and joe wasn't happy. he wasn't happy we were there didn't want us there about yanking out of the jeep long story made longer he
2: he for one just to give you guys a visual he was in jean overalls with no t-shirt on
3: that sounds right
2: a hefty
4: dude (laughs) pretty (laughs) backwards
0: (laughs) he was was, deep in the cumberland area
3: (laughs) i'll tell you what the guy had genetics on his side i was like yo this guy is out of control (laughs) alpha right now you know barefoot calluses like three inches thick dude they're four (laughs) pair of shoes and he was he didn't want it there we got he was
2: wondering how we got there we're like you're on google maps like It said campground open. It had hours and everything. We thought we were fine.
3: It was amazing. So let me (laughs) set the scene for you: where that light pole was, and it's like all It you brought up old boat ramps. There was a boat ramp in a river that ran through that area, and it was probably had to be thirty-five years since anybody maintained the place. So it was super overgrown. Like the bathrooms were basically a cave of vines to go into. It was unreal. It was out of a movie. Um. (laughs) And we look like we're in a spaceship. I'm in an all tube buggy with, like, a rooftop tent. It's all, like, raced out with graphics. And it's, I got this pretty blonde hanging out. You know, there's not even doors on the damn Jeep. She's hanging out the side of it. They're all, all by camping gear with me. And then the, the nail in the coffin was the California license plate a <laughs> <back> the-
1: <laughs> yeah. california played in eastern kentucky i'm assuming at this point we're in eastern kentucky yeah. just based we on the there's no doubt
3: yeah. they didn't, he didn't want nothing to do with us and and he, mm-hmm. we finally negotiated to the point where uh he was going to take our 10 bucks and we were going to sleep there but there was no way my tent my rooftop tent could stay on my jeep it needed to be in the grass around the corner i'm like you don't understand it's part of the vehicle. We're just going to crawl up there and go to sleep. So that was a that was oh, he—he
2: he was like, "Here, come here. I want to show you where you guys can put your tent." And he walks off in the dark with Yeti and a flashlight. And I'm thinking he's never gonna come back. Like he's <laughs> gonna go off and kill him. Like, uh, <laughs> like what
4: do I do? <laughs> and they
2: come back out and he's trying to explain to him, like, "No, it doesn't. Our tent doesn't come off." It's oh, you're fan. He just kept saying your fancy, your fancy jeep, your fancy setup here.
4: You, you can't do that.
2: And we're like, "No, no, no. You don't understand. We can't. We
3: can't put the
2: tent on the grass. It's attached. <laughs> where do you want
4: to park?"
3: it was a random <laughs> stop in a random place but when the the sun come up and to explore like it was what it was was a boat ramp in an old like shut down campground from 30 40 years ago and it for some reason somebody kept updating that crap on google and yolo <laughs> finds it of all places
4: well, yeah, <laughs> he, he
2: got to the point where he told us we can't pee on the grass we need to pee in the bathroom you go to the bathroom and it was the worst building ever i mean there's no way you can walk in there without cob like 10 layers of
3: cobwebs yeah, to go really through it I,
2: I went around the corner i'm like no this ain't happened
4: <laughs> no no
3: so as soon as the sun came up man i'm telling you we folded that tin up and we got out of there and <laughs> when we rolled out of there i realized it was we had actually gone through a bunch of historical uh battlegrounds and stuff it was really amazing but you know places like that carry energy it's just a, it had a crazy energy in there and that dude was just hold up generations deep you know and and you have two wacky people like rumbling in and like a a cammed v8 at like 3 30 (laughs) in the morning through the holler they don't i wouldn't want me no right yeah Yeah. i don't
2: blame the guy honestly
3: (laughs) (laughs) it was awesome but those are just like the small little random obscure adventures you get into on the (laughs) day-to-day basis that kind of like wear you down over 500 days straight without going indoors and sleeping in a regular situation kind of kind of changes you a little bit makes you open to all kinds of situations so
1: absolutely uh, you know you guys did that trip yet he got a new heartbeat during that trip you got the uh-oh he's uh, gonna do this time.
4: to me
1: they've been asking
0: where's the music it's here the, yeah they they make me do this it's they time make me this. they do they do this. <laughs> are you start
4: singing
0: no <laughs> No, wow. nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody. We get, we get pulled off air real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're chasing For
0: sure. It is time. It is time for five questions here on the Orion Podcast. Tonight, coming to you live from YouTube, Dick Drummond. What is your favorite meals to go to when you're living out of the coop?
3: Favorite meal out of the cooler.
0: Favorite meal out of the cooler.
3: Uh, grilled, you know. I'd say uh, bacon-wrapped medallions. You know, some venison wrapped in bacon over a skewer on the fire, just barely hit the flame with it. A little salt and pepper. I'd say that's a pretty tasty meal out of the cooler. Okay, two-part question. He wants to know where to get one of the cookbooks oh man those will be available soon they're not they're not out yet i'm still hustling to kind of finalize all that but i'm i'm hoping by the end of the year tell them
2: about your trail dust
3: yeah i do have a spike line coming out too that's inspired from the regional places that we've traveled so uh, i'm down i want some (laughs) i'll make sure you guys get, get you the first sample batches out and kind of tell me what you think so the first one the trail dust is going to come out it's going to be southwestern inspired so a little bit of that white sage I talk about. And then uh, chili tippin is a uh, pepper out of Mexico. I think it's also Texas state pepper. I could be wrong, but so it's got a little bit of spice, smoky. I smoked the salt myself, uh, smoked the pepper myself, and it's bitchin it Tastes like the Southwest.
0: Oddly enough, question number two is going to come from our guest, Jason Cassidy, out there in the wide world of Facebook. He wants the waypoint to that place in Kentucky you're all talking about. He wants to go fishing there.
4: <laughs>
3: That's so good. Right, well, I'm going to see
2: if it's saved in my map.
3: <laughs> yeah, if we could post the yeah. link. That's awesome. There's a drop pin with a skull and crossbone on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's probably It's probably Joe's. Just- Fishing hole, and that's why he was pissed. I was down in there.
2: <laughs> oh, I know there was some kind of treasure he was hiding. He he was very skeptical of us. That's
3: for sure. I'm just he glad that like, he's hiding down there now. He didn't <laughs> yeah. want us
2: searching around, looking at anything. It just probably one, was, one of the treasures that
1: the DEA spots with the plane overhead.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, again question from jason cassidy he's got two tonight he's got two is there any place that you've camped besides kentucky that's so sketchy that you would never go back
3: my goodness there's some zombie apocalypse spots in the in the desert of the southwest that you don't want nothing to do with where legit there's whole towns that are just vacated you could go through suburbs of houses hundreds of houses that we've stopped and explored those areas the sun goes down yeah i'm not laying my head on a pillow. I have no business sleeping there. So <laughs> you ever get a chance, look at uh, look up uh Salton City, uh California. That's a good one. That's a just a huge, giant, man made lake. It's the size of a sea. And it's just a vacant film walking dead there
0: Nice. Question number four. I guess yes. Yeah. yeah, it's number four. Four Bronco. Will it ever happen? We kick the Jeep for the Ford Bronco. We (laughs) will, wow, we will
2: never kick the Jeeps for the Bronco, just for one point, because we love (laughs) both those Jeeps and there's no way they're going anywhere. We've had this discussion many times sell Miss Tina, we can get something out. Heck no, I'm not selling Miss Tina. Okay, I'll sell it. No, 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 I don't want to sell her. You sell Yeti. Hell no, I'm not selling Yeti. You know,
4: it's going back and forth. He was quick on this.
2: just decided nope we're not getting rid of either one of them we both love them too much so unfortunately that will never happen will a bronco happen gosh i hope so i I i've been driving those things for a year now well almost a year last summer and um just for your guys's reference um i do some i do pro driving for ford and and drive the broncos at auto auto shows and on trail rides and give them give uh media and VIPs experience rides and kind of teach them the features and everything going on with them so I have a lot of seat time in them but on the road personal use absolutely not so do I want one yes I do I love those things (laughs) there's a huge weight on them so there's no way I'm ordering one anytime soon it's just not in the cards it doesn't make any sense right now but getting the amount of seat time I get with them that's where I'm like oh I get spoiled
0: (laughs) for sure Let's, let's just throw this in as question number five I feel like this is a good segue into question number five. Perfect year, Bronco. Mm. Ooh, first, gen.
3: <laughs> first gen. First gen. Yeah, no, con- a- no contest. Just, no contest. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing about the first gen is they're iconic, completely stocked with little steel wheels and like they're epic, right? They look like the and, gym yeah. teachers in high school, driving that little stock Bronco all the way to full tilt builds. They're, they're bitching. No. Yeah. Yeah. Me, but but I'm fond of a lot of them. You know, the new one's pretty awesome. If you wanted a daily driver that's super capable and right, refined and you know, well mannered. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But,
1: I learned to drive a stick shift in Dad's '86 Bronco too. oh
3: that's, that's awesome. Good. That's cool to hear. Yeah. So we, no, we have, oh, go ahead. I
2: was going to say, Bronco. yeah, we got a Bronco, too. A Bronco he's trying to, to get rid of that thing. And I'm like, no, I love the Bronco, too. You can't get rid of it. It's like a little
3: baby. Yeah,
1: they're they're neat. They're a neat little vehicle.
3: Yeah, they're just fun. You know, a little short wheelbase, super nimble. Uh, I'm a big fan of the things you can creep around in the woods and get in and out of and, and not too obnoxious. And that we purchased that little Bronco, too. It was just a really nice low mile like survivor from an older boy scout uh troop leader that only used it to haul canoes right so it was a super cherry little bronco but it turned out being yolo's perfect hunting rig super quiet small not real flashy or anything you could park it at at a trailhead or at at a hunting spot and you know it's going to be oh the- it's
2: perfect well it's the only vehicle out of everything that we own that was actually quiet and didn't scare off everything
3: <laughs> the second I pulled in so. yeah. Yeah. So, I'm fond of them yeah. all I'm a bit of a guy that likes the oddities right you know I have each super popular now and things like that I still kind of like the obscure vehicles give them love for God's sakes I'm building Ford Rangers of all things, you
1: know. Well, right. well, let's not forget one of the first builds to happen when you landed where you are now was the old Honda.
0: Oh yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> hold on, we got we got closer to South. That that is that has been that has been five questions here on the Orion podcast. Thank you for all your patronage. A <laughs> <little famous> <laughs>
2: I think he enjoys this button a little too much. I'd
0: yeah, he loves it. When you button. hit this button at the end of it, it's the people hollering for Jerry Springer, but <laughs> <laughs> I've never made it that far. It's it, it, Amazon. If anybody yeah. wants one? You can get one there. So, anyway, back to the, back to uh, the real talk.
1: You guys did this monster trip and whenever you come off this, you had some massive support from some awesome companies, which made a lot of the stuff you guys did possible with gear and equipment and all that. Then you land at Brownells mm-hmm. and and that's kind of, you know, around the time we connected, we talked about that a little bit. Was the idea for Pete's ADR build, what brought you guys to Brownells ultimately?
3: Uh, yeah, long-term wise, we needed a place to like post up and, and build some stuff. But originally Brownells was our first partnership, brand partnership for when we were competing. Right. So they, mm-hmm. they were our lead sponsor in those competitions and things like that. And, uh, living full-time on the road and then trying to prepare, you know, like just fitness, um, nutrition, things like that. It's, although we try to eat well and and be physical and do stuff when we're traveling like that, it's hard when you don't have a real routine, you know? So initially uh, with Randy and the other crew and, and everybody that got us linked up with you, it was just, we needed somewhere to post up for a few months during the summer and kind of get set into a routine where we could accomplish our goals realistically. So initially Brownells was that. And then uh, Pete's just an awesome cat. You know, we became quick friends and stuff like that. Very like-minded and, and, uh, a really awesome, just what if conversation was had with Pete and myself and Yolo. And it was like, well, of all the things you've learned as far as vehicle-based adventures go, if, uh, the sky was a limit, what would you do? And we boiled it down to like, well, a JKU, uh, love them or hate them. It doesn't matter. Had a lot of the things that I thought was a really good Starting point like the chassis, straight axle, you know, solid axle front, the size four doors, things like that. And all the things that aren't good, like the powertrains in those years were just notoriously crappy. So
4: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, ended up with a high horsepower LS3 and things like that. But um Pete was game. He said, Let's build something and and let's build the ultimate adventure dream rig. And and that still to this day is something that we're always evolving and and kind of changing we're getting ready to massage it and build like the ultimate, uh, hunting platform where it'll be stacked, where you can have a shooters platform and drivers and run IR and nods and all kinds of cool stuff off of it. So (laughs) it's just been an amazing, like, uh, opportunity to express myself, you know, through fabrication and then the adventure side of our life. Well, the things we've learned and, and got to do is cool to see manifest in a vehicle. Right.
1: Yeah. That thing gets set up for that because I know in the beginning that was the whole idea was, it's, it, I mean, Jeeps and AR-15s have a lot in common. Love them or hate either one of them, you know. Yep. They're big kid Legos. They, you know, they are what they are. You both want to make it what you want it. You yep. wanted to be able to do that with the ADR and, you know, set it up for a trip to Baja or take it and set it up for the, you know, a hunting trip. You guys get it set up for... For night vision and ir and that stuff it needs to go to texas on a hog
3: hunt yes, exactly.
4: <laughs>
3: doing Yeah, doing all kinds of fun stuff yeah you know you said the ar like thing of it it really was the modularity that i wanted just like a, a ar platform is i wanted something that um it is a big kids lego something that if you want a tool for the job that does one thing you said hog hunting you can make an ar or Awesome for hog hunting. You could do all kinds of stuff with it, and that's what that Jeep is. That that Jeep is an expression of that. Where uh, initially Yolo and I built the ultimate overland travel rig out of it, where you can self-sustain for you know 30 days off that thing, where it generates its own power and it has its own onboard water and filtration and all this other stuff. um We flush that out. We we know that that Jeep is fully capable. It's been all over the place. It's done everything we wanted it to do and now it's the hunting setup we're going to make it so that that same body that i have on it when i initially built it i had the foresight to make it so that i could clip it out set it aside and then set the hunting rig on top of it and it's the same jeep so we're going to go that way with it and then we're going to do i think the third and final variant of that that we forecasted would be more like a urban type zombie apocalypse fun rig right where it just looks the part is the part and does all those kind of things too where it's like the 14 year old me super stoked to drive around for so. sure.
1: Is it gonna I mean that LS3 is pretty rowdy? Are you are you gonna have a stealth mode for the for, yeah, for the so hunting setup?
3: He, yeah, when I built it originally, I built in uh, you know, you can flip a switch and you can go to a hush mode or you can go to a open open header, you know, at the flip of a switch <laughs> to let it breathe if you want to let it eat, but I'll talk to Pete. He's so uh conservative the hush mode on it is too loud so he's like because <laughs> this thing scares stuff away from yeah my he own. needs like three <laughs>
2: levels down from
3: that it's, it's, a rowdy, it's a rowdy 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 engine you know so um yeah. just like everything i do though that was a handful of years now and i i learned a lot from it and i look at it and i think man everything changes right technology changes uh, application for the tools that you have change as you grow and it, evolve is an outdoorsman. And that Jeep is a great variant or uh, example of that, because that's what we're doing now. You know, when Pete and I sit around and and, y'all have these conversations, we often talk about like, Hey, what if we do water sports out of it? We want to, we want to do, we want to start doing more fishing out of kayaks, things like that. Well, we want that Jeep to be, we just clip the kayaks on and we take that Jeep to go do a fishing trip, you know? So I don't think it'll ever stop. The nice thing about building a Jeep like that is, It's timeless as long as you're willing to kind of wrench on it here and there and make it work. So,
1: yeah, yeah, they take a little TLC, but they'll get you where you want to go. And yeah, they're uh, they're a memory machine, memory making machine for sure. (laughs) Definitely, yeah, they are smile factory for sure. (laughs) Yeah, smiles per gallon, not miles per gallon. Nowadays, especially, (laughs) I still call
2: them adventure machines for a reason. They're like, oh my, my vehicle or my truck. I'm like, no, it's your adventure machine. You know. Takes you everywhere yeah. you want to go, and you treat it right, it'll it'll go just about anywhere.
3: Yeah, it is the catalyst for adventure for sure. Uh, vehicle-based stuff is fun. I mean, you don't have to be a gearhead or uh, uber into off-roading and stuff like that. We do to realize that your pickup, if you got a Tacoma or something out in the in the driveway, that thing is a tool. It's the it's the vessel that gets you out to the hunting spot or that rad fishing spot or you know even just cross-country camping or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, a a fun era that we live in, where the availability to outfit your rig to go do these things is pretty phenomenal.
0: Absolutely. Now, one of the questions that we typically like to ask our guests, and it's kind of a fun one, especially this will be a good one, especially for you guys, um, with social media the way it is and, and the accessibility that we all have in today's universe, metaverse, as we should probably call it. Do you guys do you ever do you ever think about that? We're talking about Legos, and that's what kind of hits me on this. I'm the kid that played with Legos, and you know, do you think about that kid that's out there playing with the Legos that stumbles across your Instagram page, sees what's going on, and then aspires to build? I mean you guys ever think about that kind of thing? And, and what do you tell that kid? I mean, as he's, you know, starting to get interested and he's, he's seeing it through you guys.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a big believer that, you know, we got to make blue collar cool again. You know, when I was growing up, that was cool because the dudes I looked up to were wrenching on their stuff and they were going out and kind of making uh, a living for themselves with their hands in the last, 10, 15, 20 years, I see it kind of go, the youth go away from that. That's not as cool as it used to be. So, for me, a, a lot of the reason that I put so much hustle on social media is I want people to see that we hustle so that we can go roam and we can go live this lifestyle. I put in the hours up front so I could take the hours off later. Right. So, for the youth, that's something I think we should all kind of focus on and, and make cool again. I want to see kids going to shop class. I want them to be working with their pops on the weekend on the pickup or the Jeep or the whatever and getting out to the fishing hole or the, or the hunting spot with them. So it's important. I think uh, I think there needs to be more of that. I know YOLO, the young females, they really look at her because she's out there doing what is primarily a male dominated activity, right? You know, pro driving and all this off-road stuff with firearms and fishing and all this other stuff. I It's really inspiring to see the young females look up to her and ask her questions and kind of follow her lead too. So, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
2: I agree. It's uh, what you say about the youth today. It's It's quite scary. You know, I go to the post office here in town, which is literally like three buildings down and just walk over there. And it's just super tiny town, but you go to the counter and the lady's complaining because a high school kid walked in and tried to mail a letter and didn't realize it costed money, didn't realize they needed a stamp and didn't even know where to put the return address. Like they don't even know that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is our youth like learning these days? They're not learning just some of your basic things to go through life. But if you hand them a phone, a four-year-old can show you all kinds of stuff with apps, right? So it, it, it is scary. And yes, I don't have any kids, but I think about that kind of stuff and I'm like, where are we going? We need to just continue to inspire to get get people outside and to just work with your own hands and, and create and build stuff and work with your resources. Everything that Yeti talked about is very similar to how I feel about it. It's just continuing to inspire that side of things, not the whole look at me. I'm taking pictures of myself a million times. It's, it's more of the of sending a positive message out into the world because there's so much negativity nowadays that, uh, keeping it on the positive side and continually encouraging and inspiring other people to go and chase their dreams and do what they want to do. And I think that's part of a big message for both of us on our platforms.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think with the, the emphasis on, and I know it was kind of, It was beat into me a little bit growing up as everybody you need to go to college, you need to go to college, you need to get a degree, rather than learning hard skills and the blue-collar jobs and things that are, frankly, they're going away now because, I mean, the kids coming out of school don't have the skills or don't have any interest in going into those areas. And and we're starting to see, you know, those services that blue-collar jobs provide cost a premium now because there's not as many people doing them, and the guys that are doing them are, you know, in the retirement phase, a lot of them. So
0: like, it's and I think that's the educational. To, I think that's a good place to tell people that you went to school to learn to pick up heavier stuff.
4: That <laughs> guy personal
0: trainer email you address know, below. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't yes, help
1: I have an exercise <laughs> science degree, and yes, I don't <laughs> you really know, use it learning how to
0: pick up heavier stuff. Yeah. <laughs> walk that it's one, it's, else, it's it oh, it's served me fairly well. It has. It has. <laughs>
3: Oh my goodness!
1: I can get out back to the truck now, so that's better than
3: most. most
0: (sighs) So that is, we have eclipsed our hours. Then I hate to; I feel like we've got so much more to go. Oh, yeah, we'll probably have to do another one later, especially after they do their uh, trip to the Arctic. Yes, we guys come back after your trip to the
3: Arctic. Absolutely, sounds good.
0: I I think that's uh, I think that's an important thing that we want to discuss. I think that's uh, that fits our storyline with uh, we're a cooler company telling even cooler stories. There it is. Um, with that being said, tell Yolo go first, and we'll go to Yeti. <laughs> tell the people where to find you guys and how to access yourabouts.
2: Where 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 am I? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> if you look on Instagram. The Wild YOLO, uh, you'll see the same name on anything. Uh, I think I have, what's my YouTube? Is it The Wild YOLO? Yeah. Yeti? I think uh, it is. <laughs> I <don't
3: know. laughs> is and stuff. I think on TikTok even. You'll find her everywhere. And I'm the same yeah, name. Yeah. We
2: yeah. have all the same names. So um, The Wild YOLO is where you'll find me. And we, we have um, a website, yeti-built.com. So you can see whatever swag things that I put up on there, um, other videos for builds and all kinds of different things on there too.
3: So the man called Yeti on all social platforms, easy to find. And one of the best ways to find uh, answers or to your questions or the backstory a little deeper would just be Google Yeti and YOLO and you'll see all kinds of there's been some fun documentaries and where we've really shared a lot of the Uh, vulnerable parts of our lives and things that made us get to the point where we wanted to sell everything give it all away and and hit the road and go on a big adventure so uh, man it's just it's been a blast
0: well we appreciate you guys coming on and spending your evening with us and and the viewers that have listened and are going to listen to the orion podcast they mean a lot to us as I'm sure they do to you guys. Uh, we are going to uh, put you guys down below. Just hang oh, out Hold for a minute. Hold on, hold on. Yeti, let me see your hands. Do you
1: have wrenches in your hands
4: right now? No. He's ready no. to go. No.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. He's like ready to run. <laughs>
2: That's probably the cleanest I've seen him in weeks. good.
0: We're going <laughs> to pause you guys for just a second. Me and Zach are going to say goodnight to the people, and uh, we'll be right back with you. All right. How man, about we- it? There we have it. Episode number five. I didn't get one single message tonight that we were fired, so that's good. Always a good sign. That's always a good sign. We've made it uh, made it five episodes. Episode number six will be coming to you live this month on the 19th. We have <laughs> Canoe Kentucky, Nathan and Allison Deppenbrock. They will be coming on. We're going to be talking about what it's like to build a family business in the outdoors with Devin Brock's. Um, great people, great shop. And uh, we're excited to have them on, man. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: It'll be, it'll be cool to talk to them and see what all they're doing to kind of get the community involved down there and, yep. and you know, kind of build the culture that they built down there.
0: Yeah. And they've got uh, great community outreach programs and, and several things going on. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good story to hear the history and and see how they, how they do things. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for tonight, folks. And we appreciate you. We appreciate all of you hanging out. We appreciate the comments popping up there on the screen. We love you. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Later. Yeah.